Hello, I'm Pastor Daniel Flukey. Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from Christ the King and Living Hope Lutheran Churches. We are congregations of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Port Washington and Saukville, Wisconsin. We believe God's love is for you. Here's our message for this week. From Matthew 10. Jesus is teaching, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father. And even the hairs of your own head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others... I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. We'll stop there. So you know, I'm sure you know, that Martin Luther never wanted to start a church with his name on it, right? Yep, you know that. That's absolutely not what he wanted to do. Um... So at the time when he started to study and teach in the early 1500s, he, as he, the more he read in Scripture, in the Hebrew Scriptures and in the New Testament, the more he could not reconcile what he read in the Bible, in God's Word, with what was happening. At that time, the church was selling salvation. The more you put your money down, the sooner one of your loved one's souls will go to heaven. Find that in Scripture. Well, he couldn't. Okay. Or they would gather what they called relics. R-E-L-I-C. Relics. It could be purported to be a a little sliver of the cross. Um, Or one of the more famous ones is the shroud that was around Jesus in the tomb and so on and so forth. And people would go all over, be sent all over by wealthy folks trying to get these relics. And they really stretched credulity. Well, they more than stretched credulity. And Luther said, where is that in Scripture? I can't find it there. So he started teaching, we need to get back to the Word. Sola only, sola scriptura, Sola gratia, grace. Sola fide, faith. Scripture, grace, faith. The more he studied Scripture, the more that's what he saw. And especially the more he studied about Jesus Christ, that's what he saw. I mean, Paul's right there in Romans. Grace, forgiveness, through our faith in Jesus Christ through our faith in Jesus Christ. So here Paul is saying, well, if we're saved by grace through faith, 
why not just sin and do whatever we want, <clears throat> right? We used to have fun with that at Valpo, where I went to college, um, about that. But then Paul, you know, Paul, you know, he knows our sinful, our <laughs> sinful nature. He says, "Are we supposed to sin more so that we can have more grace?" Ha! No. You guys back in the corner? No, it doesn't work that way. Okay, you got it? All right. All right. <clears throat> so you know that gradu- <coughs> there was more and more fighting and controversy. And just like now, a lot of it was regional and political. And they just used the guise of what was going on with Luther for their own ends. But it got worse and worse, and the Holy Roman Emperor um, called the that follow, people following what Martin Luther was teaching, and the people who were with the Catholic Church called them together to come to Augsburg, which is a small town in Germany, and said, we're going to get together and we're going to hammer this thing out. And so before you come, I want you to put down... Well, it wouldn't be on paper, but put down in writing what you're teaching, okay? And so on June 25th, check it out. What's today, everybody? June 25th. On June 25th, in 1530, they all got together in Augsburg, and and it was actually Philip Melanchthon, who was a colleague of Luther's, who composed the Augsburg Confession. On June 25th, in 1530, it was presented to the Holy Roman Emperor. How many of you knew that already? Kind of? Okay. Good for you. So, in in the church constitution for Christ the King, it starts out by saying what we're based on, what our faith is based on, (coughs) excuse me, Starts with the triune God. Then Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. Then we base our lives on the canonical scriptures, the Old Testament and New Testament. Then the three creeds, apostles, Nicene, and Athanasian. And what's next? The unaltered Augsburg Confession. Yeah, that's right. Which is a true witness to the gospel, acknowledged, <clears throat> acknowledging as one with it on faith and doctrine. So, this is the Book of Concord. It compiles the different writings from that era. You have one in your library. This is ours from seminary. It has the New Testament, I'm sorry, it has the small catechism, the large catechism, the Augsburg Confession, and the Apology, which is an amplification or larger explanation of the Augsburg Confession. So, Augsburg Confession. So what I wanted to start out with, and I forgot, is what I always would tell the confirmation kids, wherever I was. So here, that was Julia, Brody, 
Simon? Patricia? Ah, I did it! Okay. All right. And what I pretty much, at least once every lesson, I would say Lutheran Christians start with the Bible. Everybody say that with me. Lutheran Christians start with the Bible. Okay. We don't start with the Augsburg Confession or the small catechism or any of that, but those derive from the Bible, from Scripture. And that's how Lutheran Christians work. That's how we operate. We start with the Scripture. So Article 1 of the Augsburg Confession is God. Article 2 is original sin. Article 3 is the Son of God. Article 4 is justification. You can follow along with the slide wizards while I read it. This is Article 4. So the articles, it's not, it's not article like a newspaper article. It's just the points. This is, this is kind of a facile uh, illustration, but when my wife would want to point out to me all the things that I'm not doing and that I'm doing wrong, she would have an, a set of articles, okay? One, two, three, and so on and so forth. This is kind of, that's what article means here. So follow along, please. It is also taught among us that we cannot obtain forgiveness of sin and righteousness before God by our own merits, by our own works or satisfactions, but that we receive forgiveness of sin and become righteous before God by grace, for Christ's sake, through faith. Grace, for Christ's sake, through faith. When we believe that Christ suffered for us, and that for his sake our sin is forgiven and righteousness and eternal life are given to us. What do we do for eternal life? What do we do? What do we do? Nothing! That's right. We believe in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Who does it all? Jesus Christ. Because Lutheran Christians start with the Bible... And that's what the Bible says. Now, you can find churches out there that parse it differently. <clears throat> but we're here at Christ the King Lutheran Church because that's what the Bible says. Office, I'm sorry, Article 5 is about the office of the ministry. Article 6 is the new obedience. And Article 7 and 8 are about the church. And the church, basically what it says... The church is where the Word of God is taught in its purity and where the sacraments are shared. And the sacraments are baptism and Holy Communion. Everything else, this beautiful sanctuary and so forth, is not necessary for it to be the church. So we have... <clears throat> There's nothing wrong with, um, with beauty and so forth. Um, you know, when you walk in here and it's Easter, oh, it takes your breath away. I remember the first time I saw it. And that beauty, that's a response and a worship to what God has done for us. Amen? Amen. amen. Okay. So you said amen, but I'm not done. Not quite. Not quite. Okay. 
So I already, already went through the, the heresies and falseness in Luther's time that they were responding to. So almost 500 years later, so we're seven years from the, the 500th anniversary of the presentation of the Augsburg Confession on June 25th. Through the years, there have been other heresies and falsities. Just in our own country, we have convinced ourselves that uh, it was a, a good thing, even a blessing, even a God-directed thing, to take the land from the people that were already here. And if they died along the way, and if we brought smallpox from Europe, sometimes on purpose, can you believe it? Sometimes on purpose. That's a good thing. Because those that are left, we can teach them about the love of Jesus. Or, and I, I won't dwell on this because we talked about it last Sunday, or that if you're black, then God wants you to be a slave. In the, in the late um, 1800s, I think it was, there's a guy in England that pulled a few things out of Scripture from different places and started teaching about the rapture. About the rapture. How many of you have heard of that? The rapture. Okay. Yeah. Not in Scripture. Not in Scripture. So one passage in 2 Thessalonians, and you can kind of stretch and stretch and stretch. So now to today. Where are the heresies? Where are the false teaching? I'm going to go to Isaiah 58. This is the prophet Isaiah. The people say, why do we fast, but you do not see? Talk, this is with God. Why humble ourselves, but you do not notice? And the Lord responds, look, you serve your own interests on your fast day. You oppress your workers. You fast only to quarrel to fight and to fight. Such fasting as you do today will not make your voice heard on high. Is such the fast that I choose, a day to humble oneself? Is it to bow down the head like a bulrush and to lie in sackcloth and ashes? Nothing wrong with any of that stuff. David was in sackcloth when he got called out by Nathan about Bathsheba. But that's not the fast that I choose, the Lord says to the people. This is what I'm looking for. Back in Isaiah's time and still today, to loose the bonds of injustice, to let the oppressed go free, to share your bread with the hungry, to bring the homeless poor into your house, when you see the naked to cover them, and not to hide yourself from your poorer relations. Then your light shall break forth like the dawn, your healing shall spring up quickly, your vindicator shall go before you, the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. <clears throat> and I've, there's a passage from Luke where Jesus says, 
Look, you Pharisees, you know, they were getting on him about, who, about this, that, or whatever. You Pharisees, you got all the outward appearances straight. You tithe this and that and this and that, but your hearts are far from me, Jesus says. So listen closely to me now, please. You with me? Everybody still with me? Okay. All right. So in the church in the United States, this is where we live, and by church I mean everybody. Not only not Lutherans or Baptists or Episcopalians or non-denominationals, in the whole church. There is a great focus on a few things. And number one, I would say, is abortion. There's a billboard I see every day, every time I come to see my mom. Pro-life. There is a lot about that in the Bible. I would say, I don't know how you can read the Bible and say that that's the first thing that if you were looking at Jesus or Isaiah that they would bring up. Yeah, that's important. How are you doing with feeding the hungry? How are you doing with justice? How are you doing with acting hum with humility with one another? You know, Jesus knelt down and washed the disciples' feet. He said, this is the kind of love I'm looking for. So, all these things are important. But I would say the heresy is that we put, put all the emphasis on one thing and miss what Scripture has of first priorities. I mean, it's not just Isaiah. Jesus, at the end of this Gospel of Matthew, says there's going to be the sheep and the goats. And some are going to go on the right hand, some on the left. And they're going to say, well, how come? And Jesus said, well, whenever you fed, clothed, housed, liberated, the least of these, you did it for me. My friends, I'm not making it up. This is not socioeconomic analysis. This is Lutheran Christian starting with the Bible, starting with God's Word. Okay. Whoa, I better wrap up. Well, shoot, this is my last Sunday. What can you do? <laughs> Tell you, let's uh, remind me, let, let's... Um, uh, abridge the Eucharistic liturgy a little bit, okay? All right. So today, this afternoon, my wife and I, come on, John. My wife and I are going to Chicago. For the Erste Dry Einigskeit Kirche, the first Lutheran church of the Trinity, the third Lutheran church in the city of Chicago, founded in 1865. They're having their last service today. Oh, 
So that's where I was a pastor from, let's see, Micah was born in 87, from 1986 until 1994. Our son Micah was born in the parsonage. All our kids were born at home, but he's the only one born in the parsonage. It was a snowy night, January 15th. Talk about propitious days. Micah, Leon, Kenneth, MLK. Yep. Leon is my father-in-law, Kenneth is my dad. So. Yep, Hill Street Blues was on, and my wife said, oh, I think we better call the midwives. Yeah. Anyway, in the late 1800s and the early 1900s, First Trinity was baptizing more than 400 people, 400 kids mostly, a year. 400. All in German. I know because I had to search the church records. Oh, I can't remember the name of that pastor, but he had terrible handwriting. Plus he wrote in German script. Anyway, so what a blessing <clears throat> to, to so many families. And then, um, and then around about 1930, some of the more well-to-do and prosperous families in the church decided that they didn't like to be that close to downtown anymore because it's in the Bridgeport neighborhood. And so they, were gonna, they wanted to start a church farther south in Chicago. <laughs> and dear Pastor Both, he would do the service at First Trinity and then take a horse carriage to the church farther on the south side. <laughs> and they, named, they picked the name of the church as St. Timothy. Why? Because First Trinity had some beautiful silver cutlery. Beautiful stuff. Genuine silver with a, a T in, etched into it. So if they name your church Timothy, then you can take the silver and use it out there. Isn't that great? <clears throat> how, how, God, how churchly is that? Yeah. Well, so the pastor before me was a good guy. The pastor before him was out of control. He went after other, other women. He was married. He went after other women. He went after other men. He went after boys. Before service, he would sit up in the, in the chancel and hear individual confession. And then he would use that to blackmail people. Yeah. Yeah. That's not where we want to be. So I'm going to end on a... This is what the church should be. You with me? Okay. I'm all, I, now I am almost done. Okay. This, so yesterday at Menards, one of my friends and the people I do morning stocking with, she was, she was upbeat, really happy. She said, you know, I probably, I've told you that my son and his daughter, and they're both grown, they, have, they haven't been talking to each other for years. They're so stubborn, <clears throat> she said. It doesn't come from me, she said. <laughs> They're so stubborn and they won't talk to each other. 
Then my granddaughter started going to the church on 76th Street where the Bucks chaplain is the pastor. And she started paying attention to God's word. And she reached out to her dad. And now they're reconciled. My friend said it was all right to tell that story. And I said, that's what the church should be. An instrument for God to use to bring healing and forgiveness and grace and love. Amen? Amen. Okay. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. To learn more about the ministries of Living Hope and Christ the King, to ask for prayer, or to make a donation to support the work we are doing in Ozaki County, you can visit our websites at livinghopesockville.org or ctkport.org or click the link in the show notes to find us online or on social media. May God bless you and we hope you'll join us again soon.